Let my prayers be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm is Psalm 78, beginning on page 434. Hear my law, O my people, incline your ears unto the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare hard sentences of old which we have heard and known, and such as our fathers have told us. That we should not hide them from the children of the generations to come, but to show the honor of the Lord, his mighty and wonderful works that he hath done. He made a covenant with Jacob and gave Israel a law, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children. That their posterity might know it, and the children which were yet unborn. To the intent that when they came up, they might show their children the same that they might put their trust in God, and not to forget the works of God, but to keep his commandments. Not to be as their forefathers a faithless and stubborn generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit clave not steadfastly unto God. Like as the children of Ephraim, who being harnessed and carrying bows, turned themselves back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God, and would not walk in his law but forgot what he had done and the wonderful works that he had showed for them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of our forefathers in the land of Egypt, 
even in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and let them go through. He made the waters to stand on an heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud, and all the night through with a light fire. He clave the hard rocks in the wilderness, and gave them drink thereof as it had been out of the great depth. He brought waters out of the stony rock, so that it gushed out like the rivers. Yet for all this they sinned more against him, and provoked the most highest in the wilderness. They tempted God in their hearts, and required meat for their lust. They spake against God, also saying, Shall God prepare a table in the wilderness? He smote the stony rock indeed, that the water gushed out, and the streams flowed withal. But can he give bread also, or provide flesh for his people? When the Lord heard this, he was wroth. So the fire was kindled in Jacob, and there came up heavy displeasure against Israel. Because they believed not in God, and put not their trust in his help. So he commanded the clouds above, and open the doors of heaven. Rain down manna also upon them for to eat, and gave them food from heaven. Though man did eat angels' food, for he sent them meat enough. He caused the east wind to blow under heaven, and through his power he brought in the southwest wind. He rained flesh upon them as thick as dust, and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. Let it fall among their tents, even round about their habitation. Though they did eat and were all well filled, for he gave them their own desire, and they were not disappointed of their lust. While the meat was yet in their mouths, the heavy wrath of God came upon them, and slew the wealthiest of them, yea, and smote down the chosen men that were in Israel. But for all this they sinned yet more, and believed not his wondrous works. Therefore their days did he consume in vanity, and their years in trouble. When he slew them, they sought him, and turned them early, and inquired after God. They remembered that God was their strength, and that the high God was their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they did but flatter him with their, with their mouth, and dissembled with him in their tongue. Their heart was not whole with him, neither continued they steadfast in his covenant. But he was so merciful that he forgave their misdeeds, and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his wrath away, and he would not suffer his whole displeasure to arise. For he considered that they were but flesh, and that they were even a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Many a time did they provoke him in the wilderness, and grieved him in the desert. They turned back and tempted God, and provoked the Holy One in Israel. They thought not of his hand, and of the day when he delivered them from the hand of the enemy. How he had wrought his miracles in Egypt, and his wonders in the field of Zoan. Turn their waters into blood, so that they might not drink of the rivers. He sent flies among them, and devoured them up, and frogs to destroy them. He gave their fruit unto the caterpillar, and their labor unto the grasshopper. He destroyed their vines with hailstones, and their mulberry trees with the frost. Smote their cattle also with hailstones, and their flocks with hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the furiousness of his wrath, anger, displeasure, and trouble, and sent evil angels among them. Made a way to his indignation, and spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence. And smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the most principal and mightiest in the dwellings of Ham. 
But as for his own people, he led them forth like sheep and carried them in the wilderness like a flock. He brought them out safely that they should not fear and overwhelmed their enemies with the sea. Brought them within the borders of his sanctuary, even to this mountain, which he purchased with his right hand. He cast out the heathen also before them, caused their land to be divided among them for an heritage, and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and displeased the Most High God, and kept not his testimonies. They turned their backs and fell away like their forefathers, starting aside like a broken bow. They grieved him with their hill altars, and provoked him to displeasure with their images. When God heard this, he was wroth, and took sore displeasure at Israel. So that he forsook the tabernacle in Shiloh, even the tent that he had pitched among men. He delivered their power unto, into captivity, and their beauty into the enemy's hand. He gave his people over also unto the sword, and was wroth with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given in marriage. Their priests were slain with the sword, and there were no widows to make lamentation. So the Lord awaked as one out of sleep, and like a giant refreshed with wine. He drave his enemies backward, and put them to a perpetual shame. He refused the tabernacle of Joseph, and chose not the tribe of Ephraim but chose the tribe of Judah, even the hill of Zion, which he loved. And there he built his temple on high, and laid the foundation of it like the ground which he had made continually. Chose David also his servant, and took him away from the sheepfolds. As he was following the ewes with their young, he took him, that he might feed Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. But then with the faithful and true heart, and ruled them prudently with all his power. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the prophet Nahum. He who scatters has come up before your face. Man the fort, watch the road, strengthen your flanks, fortify your power mightily. For the Lord will restore the excellence of Jacob, like the excellence of Israel. For the emptiers have emptied them out and ruined their vine branches. The shields of his mighty men are made red. The valiant men are in scarlet. The chariots come with flaming torches in the day of his preparation, and the spears are brandished. The chariots rage in the streets. They jostle one another in the broad roads. They seem like torches. They run like lightning. He remembers his nobles. They stumble in their walk. They make haste to her walls, and the defense is prepared. The gates of the rivers are open, and the palace is dissolved. It is decreed she shall be led away captive. She shall be brought up, and her maidservant shall lead her as the voice of doves beating their breasts. Though Nineveh of old was like a pool of water, now they flee away. Halt, halt, they cry, but no one turns back. Take spoil of silver, take spoil of gold. There is no end of treasure, or wealth of every desirable prize. She is empty, desolate, and waste. The heart melts and the knees shake. Much pain is in every side, and all their faces are drained of color. Where is the dwelling of the lions, and the feeding place of the young lions? Where the lion walked, the lioness and the lion's cub, and no one made them afraid. 
The lion tore in pieces enough for his cubs, killed for his lionesses, filled his caves with prey, and his dens with flesh. Behold, I am against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will burn your chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your, your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the earth, and the voice of your messengers shall be heard no more. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 28th verse of the 8th chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are, are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? Is God for us? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us, who shall, separate us from, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. 
he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. God may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who declarest thy almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity, mercifully grant unto us such a measure of thy grace, that we, running the way of thy commandments, may obtain thy gracious promises, and be made partakers of thy heavenly treasure, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here in our first lesson from Nahum, we see this pretty, uh, we call it chaotic, vivid description of the fall of Nineveh, which is the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And the reason for this is given back in the previous chapter, in chapter 1, is God is jealous and the Lord avenges, the Lord avenges and is furious, the Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries. So this is now happening, this justice that the Lord is bringing, is happening through the hands of the Babylonians. This is interesting because what it shows is that at this point, the Israelites will still have to wait. Meaning that yes, God is acting against evil to restore Israel, but the Israelites will still have to be under God's punishment, under his discipline for a season longer under Babylonian rule. But in any event, I think what a book like Nahum or images like this in chapter two do is they depict the Lord's anger that he has against all workers of evil in every generation. And the fall of Nineveh is a vivid example of how God will not, in the end, allow evil to go unpunished. We might have to wait either for our punishment or our chastisement to end, or we might have to wait for our vindication. But God will indeed conquer the, the present evil that we see. And then in our second lesson, so at the end of Romans chapter 8, we see here Paul is describing the status of all those who have received the Spirit through faith in Jesus. So he describes them as foreknown, predestined, called, justified, and glorified. So therefore, Paul makes the point, what can be done against the elect? 
if God is for us, then who can be against us? There is, in the end, nothing that can separate us from God's love. And this is a pretty famous section here in Romans. It has a lot of um, often quoted verses, one of those being at the beginning, all things work together for good to those who love God. Now, unfortunately, this is also one of those verses that often gets taken out of context to mean that somehow in every circumstance in life that it's all going to work out okay, that all of our circumstances in life and all of our situations then will turn out the way that we want them to. But this is empirically false, as many Christians have and will continue to be appointed for affliction uh, through times of difficulty and will be asked to remain faithful through those times. And I think Paul himself is even getting at the getting at this in his quote here from verse 36, which comes from Psalm 44, which says, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So this psalm is the psalmist pondering about why it is that God is allowing the just to be punished alongside the sinners in Israel in exile. So this section clearly has in mind then not the working out of all particular situations the way that we would like them to in this life, but rather it has this overarching destination or telos, we could say, of redemption wherein God is restoring all things and bringing the ultimate victory and the ultimate vindication for his elect. But in getting there, we might have to experience some hardship, but we are reminded in passages such as these of how even in the midst of the hardship, nothing is able to separate us ultimately from God's love. So therefore, that means something. So in the midst of our hardships, in the midst of whatever it is that we might have to go through as we seek to follow after Christ, there is good reason. It's not just some blind thing that we do just to tell ourselves so that we feel okay. There is good reason to persevere, and there is good reason to continue on with hope. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. And take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, Father Kevin. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Good night. Good evening, everyone. <laughs>